Well, all right. Welcome back, everybody, to this week's edition of American Billiard Radio. My name is Mr. Bond, and I will be your host once again this week. It is March 26th, 2015. And what do we have going on in the world of pool? Well, in case you didn't know yet, the Moscone Cup tickets for this year are now on sale. You should go get yourself some pretty quick like because they're probably going to sell out. They usually do. The event this year is going to be held at the new Tropicana in Las Vegas. It will be starting on December the 7th through Thursday, December the 10th. On American soil, obviously, and, you know, it's going to be killer. So go show your support, get your tickets, and plan on being there. What else is going on? Well, you know, the BCA and the European Pocket Billiard Federation have put together an exciting new event for the juniors. It's called the Atlantic Challenge Cup, and it's going to go down just like the Moscone Cup does. There's going to be a European team versus an American team. Except it's going to be juniors. And to put a twist on it, they're going to have the teams consist of four boys and two girls. So it'll be pretty exciting to see how that all plays out. That's going to start uh, July 4th, or excuse me, the 1st through the 4th. And this year, the inaugural event is going to be kicked off in Rankweil, Austria. So it's going to be really exciting to see how that all plays out for the first time with the juniors. I can't imagine even a better event to pull juniors into it and to, and to bring some extra publicity to the game. So that's going to be very cool, very cool. What else is going on? Well, you know, uh, we talked about last week that um, Jennifer Beretta uh, has been selected to represent the West in the Queen's Cup competition. This week we found out that Ava Lawrence has been selected to be the captain of the Team West team, Team West, for the Queen's Cup. So that's a pretty exciting development. She's obviously uh, got a long line uh, of titles under her belt and a very experienced player. So it'll be uh, a great competition, great competition according to that. So, uh, yeah, and in the tournament action, man, if you guys didn't get to see this, there was some exciting stuff going on at the Andy Mercer Memorial Nine Ball Tournament out in Vegas. You had just a uh, just an amazing field of players. You had names like Sal Butera, Mike Massey, Oscar Dominguez, Shane Van Boning, Scott Frost. I mean, it was a, a killer field, and Frost walks away undefeated to take the whole thing. The fifth straight Andy Mercer Memorial win. So congratulations to Scott Frost for that. That certainly couldn't have been easy to do. And uh, at the Midwest Bar Table Championships that was just held at Brickyard Billiards in Indianapolis, Shane Winters took the title for that one. He, uh, you know, the field there wasn't all that light either, to be honest with you. He was playing against ju- uh, the likes of Justin Bergman, Skyler, uh, Danny Smith, some of these other guys, and uh, he took that, took the title on that one. So congratulations to Shane Winters for that. And we're going to turn you over to the masters of the one-minute pool instructor. Stick around. 
I'm Scott Lee. And this is Randy G. And welcome to the One Minute Pool Instructor. Well, we've got a really good subject this time. So what are we going to talk about today, Randy? We're going to talk about breathing, as, as opposed to choking. Oh, well, everybody breathes. Yeah, that's what we're going to talk about. <laughs> breathing is a pretty natural thing, isn't it? It sure is. So, yeah, people ask me all the time, you know, are you supposed to breathe on your backstroke, exhale on your forward stroke? You're supposed to hold your breath? Hold your breath, right. And, and well, of course, holding your breath is an instant failure right there. Mm -hmm. uh, that'll tense you up right away. We can hold our breath for a certain amount of time. But, so, what have you got to say on breathing? Well, you know, uh, I, I've done a little bit of uh, research on it, and, and I think that there is something to be said for breathing out and then delivering the stroke in a, in a nice controlled manner. A long exhale? Yeah, long exhale and then deliver the, deliver the cue. Uh, that certainly dilutes the adrenaline, doesn't it? Sure does. But then that's not the only way to do it. Oh, no, no, no. We're talking about good ways, you know. Um, do you, what do you think about that? Well, I don't think about breathing. That's the problem. I, I breathe naturally. <laughs> I, if somebody were asked me how I breathe during my stroke, I would, I would look like a deer in headlights. I don't know. Because I want to do everything naturally. Mm -hmm. All right? So I would have to go back to the practice table and practice how I breathe, and it would bother me, so I'm not going to do it. There you go. I so, breathe. So again, you know, there's lots of ways to do something, and like everything else, there is no one correct way. It's what works best for the individual. Yeah, but don't hold your breath. Oh, certainly not. And don't close one eye. <laughs> and certainly do have an accurate and repeatable setup and delivery process, yeah. no matter how you breathe. So, yeah, just remember, breathe naturally. It'll come natural. Don't worry. It'll be there. That's it. That's a that's a great process. But right, work on is, your stroke. This is Randy G. And Scott Lee for the One Minute Pool Instructor. Next week, join us to learn about finish versus follow through. Thank you, Scott. Hello, this is Ricky Bryant with QTalk on American Billiard Radio. My guest tonight is Dominique Esposito, better known as the Drill Instructor. How are you doing tonight, Dominique? Hi, Ricky. I'm doing great, and thank you so much for inviting me to join you. Well, I've been wanting to get this done for a couple of months now. Uh, I had the privilege uh, a couple of months ago of appearing in uh, an upcoming uh, video release that you're doing. And um, we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show. But first off, where are you based out of, Dominic? Currently, my billiard studio is in Green, just outside of Greenville, South Carolina. If, is that where you've always been based out of there, or have you moved? Well, actually not. I, um, of course, I originally started in Cleveland, Ohio, and to Los Angeles and to Orlando, Florida, and then now uh, Greenville, South Carolina is the kind of main city people might recognize, and I've been there for about three years now. Well, fantastic. I know I met you probably, oh, about uh, 08, 09 uh, at uh, some mm -hmm. of the billiard shows, and it's always a pleasure watching you uh, uh, do demonstrations explaining uh, how, how a person can improve. How long have you been doing videos? 
Well, it turned out that we produced the very first book and DVD in the year 2003. And that really was uh, all I had on my mind was to create a tribute to my personal billiard instructor, who was Mr. Tom Parker, who is now, of course, passed on, uh, a well-known straight pool player uh, in the Northeast for years, uh, just a great gentleman, a great champion. And when it came time to start creating something to give back to the billiard industry, all I could do was put together a program that was all about all I knew, and that was drills, just doing drills to build skills. Well, I think you, you've done a great job of it. How many videos do you have out now? Well, actually, uh, coming into this year in 2015, there's now a total of 10 volumes. And I have to be honest with you, after each one, I pretty much had my mind set that that's it. What else could there be? And then as time evolved, the new idea would come. Volume number one is 54 drills on just mastering cue ball speed control and position control. Then volume two came along, and this is 52 drills or just run-out patterns. Patterns for playing offensive pool. And then volume three became a practice journal to document and record the performance of developing your skills while practicing drills. And then volume number four came out as a result of people asking me to please help them understand how to practice. So volume four became the 27 Practicing Secrets of the Pros, a two-hour DVD on exactly how to practice and build skills. And then volume five came up, and we started working on safety, defense, how to get ball in hand, lock up the opponent. And then a friend came to me. This was Mr. Adam Wheeler, who was an ITP pro, and he said, one day he just just as an earshot to me, he said, boy, I'd love, to, I'd love to make a book someday. And I said, what would you make it about? He said, oh, I, I'd love to do a one-pocket book. And I said, well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you go ahead and put together some shots. Show me what you have in mind. Let's see whether or not we can create drills. Well, to my surprise, we created 54 one-pocket drills that for the past few years is really the number one performing training drill and DVD program on just one pocket and kicks and banks. And then we thought that was pretty much it. And then Volume 7 came along where people wanted me to begin actually giving more instructional direction, and that's how boot camp became and as a result of boot camp, uh, I didn't know what was going to happen next, but there began to be a lot of a lot of questions coming to me about the defensive book back from Volume 5 about something to do with 
what do I do when other people are using your safety drills on me, and now I'm hooked, what do I do? So that's when we created Time Out. And this turned out to be a four-hour series on DVD with 52 drills, over 150 shots on how to escape any safety or bad roll situation so you don't have to give a ball in hand. And once again, we thought that would pretty much do it. And the next thing that happened was <laughs> we came out with Volume 9, and this was the ability to focus on jumping, aiming, and breaking specialty shots. And that two-hour DVD is a tremendous uh, drill exercise program in those three disciplines. And then, of course, the one that you just mentioned when Sieberts was uh, so gracious to sponsor the creation of what is called the 52 last two balls, how to get straight in position on the winning ball, and that brand new DVD, two hours, over 100 shots, are just exactly how top professional level players would play the final two balls on the table, get straight in position on the winning ball, and that actually just came out on the market just a couple of weeks ago. So there's 10 volumes, and I, I have to tell you, I'm in exactly the same frame of mind as I was after volume one. I can't think of anything else I might ever do. I think that's it. And so that's where that's where we are currently in the billiard industry. Well, the, the most current video, I have to say I had the pleasure. You put out a uh, call for players that would like to participate, and I had the opportunity to come up and participate and work with you. The first time I guess I've gotten to work with you when I'm not uh, at a show setting where we have a lot of people around. We had one-on-one -on -one and uh, worked on shots and, and talked, and it was exceptional working with you. I really appreciated the uh, input, and, and it was a fun night. I remember that, Ricky, and it was real fun to be with you. We wanted to do something different for this new DVD, unlike anything I'd ever done before. On all of the DVDs, and many people have them, they'll always see one person, sometimes two, who, as my guest, would shoot two drills or three drills in order to give a, uh, a consideration. And they were usually to people that were friends, and it was a way for me to give something back that was friendly. This time, we wanted to create a DVD that was shot by pool players, just like every other pool player, instead of always just watching me do the shooting to say how it's done and what it looks like. And I was really excited. I do remember you were the leadoff player, and I think there were some 10 or 12 players who then spanned the entire 52 drills of the project, and this is to show all of the other players throughout the world who will get this DVD, my gosh, this is a player just like me, and he's doing it, and that was a lot of fun, wasn't it? Absolutely, and uh, I like the approach of uh, 52, and uh, a lot of people like 
well, what's the significance there? It gives you a shot a week for a year to work on it. That's exactly, uh, you know what? That's exactly what we determined was the value of it. But I have to confess, in the beginning, we had never realized that's what, that's what we were doing. Uh, when we came up with the Volume 1 book on cue ball position and speed control, it was just 52 drills, and then let's throw two bonus drills in there, and that's how it became 54. And after Volume 2 came out with 52 drills on offensive patterns for running out, that's when we realized, hey, this 52 thing is perfect for you can get through the book in one year, and then you can start all over again. But you know, Ricky, one of the unique things that evolved is that some drills have to be done for the more basic level player, but the drill has to be also adaptable for the advanced level and pro level player. And so in my books, most of the drills have two levels. And level one is the beginner to intermediate player, and level two is the advanced to pro level player. So not only does a player take the material and they're never going to outgrow it, guaranteed. However, it can meet where any player is right now just start. Well, I know that uh, I was just going to mention that, that we talk about 52, and I know from looking at the book and working through the drills that uh, we did that there was at least two versions, and sometimes I was thinking there was was possibly three on occasion of ways to to get back to the same ball with different English or or a different stroke pattern with the same layout on the table and it it was amazing that it gave me ideas that that I'd never thought about before when I was working through some of these I I would have tried to have to run the ball three or four rails of the cue ball to get back to the ball but it gave some options that made it much simpler to get back on the money ball. When we when we develop the when we develop the outline of the book, I'll tell you what happened. I went through and did an exhaustive an exhaustive research of hundreds hundreds. I I I'm literally telling you anywhere from 2,500 to 3,000 games of pool where we evaluated what were the last two balls on the table. We cataloged this, and then we went in and took the highest percentage of the, re- of the results, and those became the 52 most, uh, how can I say, uh, the, the, the 52 highest percentage of ending patterns of two balls on the table of all the games we evaluated, and then we went through and did an exhaustive review of how were they played, both accurately and incorrectly. And so the majority of the time, there are two to three options. There's, I think there's only one shot in the whole book where there's only one single way to play it, 
And in fact, I think there's one where there's five options. Uh, not very common for that, but there's a few that are uh, mainly two to three. It's the majority. But here's the most significant thing that I want to add to this understanding. The difference between eight ball and nine ball, where when you're playing a nine or ten ball game and there's only two last balls on the table, there are no obstacles. But with eight ball, you may have a situation where your opponent has balls in the way and you just can't simply walk along from the key ball, which in the key ball is the second to last ball to the winning ball. That's what that word means. But if I have to play by 11 ball to get to the 8 ball, but your 3 ball and your 5 ball are in the way, I might have to take a totally different route, a cue ball track, to get to the 8 ball because one of your balls is in the way for the simple track. Now, that's the first point. And then the second point that I wanted to create was that in most cases where uh, a lower skill level player has to call a timeout for help. And all too often, the more advanced player that comes to the table, that's usually the most advanced player on the team, all too often, advanced level players don't have a good recollection of the limitation of the mind of the lower skilled player and their capabilities. And sometimes they will ask them to do something that's just not realistic. And uh, I, I think the problem I've seen more often than not is the beginner or the more lower skilled level player, they're an adult, you're in the middle of a of a, of a game, it could be a little embarrassing. You want to tell that captain, oh, yes, yes, I, okay, I'll do that. And they don't really have the ability to interpret what that advanced level player said and then perform that. And, and sometimes that could be difficult. So what we accomplished in the book is that option number one for every one of the 52 drills, option number one is the single most simplistic approach that the most basic level player, a level two, level three, or potentially a level four, would have no problem using that approach to get straight in position on the winning ball. And until you get to option two, or three, or four, or five, that's the only time that the stroke becomes the key factor in order to pull off the proper way to make position on that winning ball. So I'm really, I'm really excited to say the most beginner-level players can get the book, the 52 last two balls on the table, how to make straight in position on the winning ball, and translate it at their current level as if they had a captain who understood how to train them as a beginner-level player and speak to them right when they get it. And that, that's exciting. Well, that's fantastic. Uh, right now we need to take a, a break. This is Ricky Bryant with Q-Talk on American Billiard Radio. We'll be right back with our guest, the drill instructor. Welcome back to Q-Talk on American Billiard Radio. And our guest tonight 
is the drill instructor. Dom, we've been talking about uh, your videos and your books, and I know you also have a great line of products of uh, training aids uh, and other queuing products, and then we're going to get into talking about your queue line that you have as well. So tell me about some of the training products that you've put out over the years. Thanks, Ricky. I'm uh, glad you mentioned that. Uh, one of the things the drill instructor is well known for is I only have products designed to build up your playing skills. I really don't have any novelty items for sale or general accessories. The first of the training products that we have is called the Pro English Trainer. Uh, it's better known sometimes as the PET. That's the acronym for PET, Pro English Trainer. This is an amazing device that is simplistic in terms of it can fit right in your pool case so you can take it to the pool hall to practice. It's a acrylic design, extremely well made, and it does six basic things when you utilize it for training. Number one, it teaches the pool player to see perfect center ball. Nine out of ten pool players cannot see the center of the cue ball at center, and they really don't even know that. Secondly, it teaches you to accurately apply up to three tips of English, one, two, three tips of English, left, right, top, bottom. And, of course, Ricky, if you can imagine, if a pool player can't see the center of the cue ball at center correctly, there's no way they're applying any English correctly either. And, of course, the main problem, which is the benefit of what number three, the pro English trainer will teach the pool player how to master the deflection of their pool shaft. And deflection is any time to shoot to the left or right from the center axis of the cue ball, you begin to spin the cue ball. And any time the cue ball spins, which is called English, it also squirts. Uh, the simplistic name for squirt is really called deflection. Now, just picture if a pool player cannot be center of the cue ball correctly, now all of a sudden they're applying a spin they don't even know they're applying, and they don't really have the skill to master their shaft deflection, and then they miss the shot and don't even know why they missed it because they made no proper compensation for deflection to be aware of it from the onset. The fourth thing that it does, it trains the dominant eye. This is an area that I find many pool players really come to me for help with. They don't know if they're right eye dominant, left eye dominant. They're shooting between a dual vision off their chin or their nose. They're cross eye dominant. And there's a confusion taking place between their brain and their ability to aim. They miss shots and don't realize why they're missing it. And this will create the accurate development of the correct dominant eye in order to have perfect shot alignment. And then the other last two parts of the pro English trainer, which are fabulous, is it teaches you how to stay down in the shot so you stop popping up, and it also teaches you how to follow through correctly. So the pro English trainer, and it comes with a drill book with about 15 hours of drills, and it's a tremendous working tool in order to help any player keep their dead laser center ball aiming right on target. 
do you have a throwing restrainer, Ricky? I absolutely. <laughs> then you're well aware of the benefit of it. I'm grateful that you brought that to, to out to talk about training tools. I also uh, I also have another uh, great training uh, item. It's called the Winning Ball Aiming System. Uh, several years ago, I came out with this. Uh, today, there are some very popular aiming systems on the market. And then, of course, there are some fundamental aiming systems. We've all heard of the term ghost ball and the contact spot contact aiming system. And then there's the variable ball system. There are basically seven basic aiming systems. The winning ball aiming system is the number one perfect aiming system for absolutely every level player, beginner to pro. Uh, today I was just training uh, Nick Ackerman uh, down there in Thibodeau, Louisiana, uh, and then also doing the boot camp full school. And uh, Nick is a, a fine professional level full player, and he just got a grip on that winning ball aiming system today, and I taught him the simple three-step process. And he was just a guess at how absolutely perfect it is. And, of course, many players have been benefiting from that. It's a template that shows you the exact process of aiming. And up to a 70-degree cut, any length of the table, any length of the shot, with or without the application of English, just a perfect dead-in aiming system. That's called the winning ball aiming system. And then, of course, many people have today, uh, which came out last year, the BRAC, B-R-A-C, and that stands for the Bank Rail Angle Calculator. And this device is phenomenal. Uh, in one single training device, you can see your one and two rail kicking precisely. All of your banking precisely, plus your 30-degree and 90-degree caroms. And it gives you instantaneous information of exactly where to shoot to the rail for kicking or bank your ball to banking or your contact pupil track alignment or terms in approximately three to four seconds when you hold it up. <laughs> you know, on the golf course, the golfers use those uh, distance finders. You know what I'm talking about? Yep, yep. And they just hold it up. They look at it. And it tells them you're 181 yards to the pin. And it's a fantastic tool. And this is that type of a tool for playing pool. It shows you precisely what your kicking, banking, and carom cue ball track rolls will be crystal clear. And, uh, and then, of course, uh, there's a couple of other items. The cue extension, the CX-19. It's a 19-inch cue extension that just fits on the back of any playing cue and makes uh, reaching the shot so much easier that you don't have to overstretch and extend. And, of course, you know the majority of pool players don't have a cue extension. Ricky, do you know the number one reason why pool players don't carry a cue extension? What do you think it is? I don't have a clue other than that, that a lot of the guys don't understand the function of it, I've found out when I pull one out. Well, that's true, too. But the number one reason pool players don't carry a cue extension is they don't know where to put it because pool cases aren't designed to carry cue extensions. And so 
when I created the CX-19, which is 19 inches long, I also made sure it come with a carry case that is custom-fitted to any pool case on the market, so you can just simply carry it right along with your pool case without worrying about how to slip it out with a piece of Velcro and then losing it. And uh, that's an excellent item to have. And then, of course, uh, between the Pro English Trainer, the winning ball aiming system, the bank rail angle calculator, the bazooka, and then finally, of course, just recently, we came out with the sliders. And the sliders is for the people who just don't like to wear a glove, but there's a need for if you have sticky, clammy, sweaty hands, and you can just simply slip it over the shaft of the cue. It's made out of the same high-quality Lycra that a high-quality glove is made of. The only difference is you wrap your finger around it instead of having to wear it. It slides and glides just like a perfect glove. If you don't want to use it, you just pull it back toward the joint of the cue. And it has a specially formulated ink. I'm real proud of this. We created an ink that has the logo and name of the slider printed on it, but the purpose of the ink is for players who use an open bridge hand. It's just tacky enough so that the slider can't slide off the skin, and it allows you to use an open bridge and slide through it very, very comfortably. And so those are the training devices that we have from the drill instructor. I know the the slider is a, a great idea, and I I love using them. And uh, I know when I travel, I travel a lot, uh, and I can drop one of those in my pocket instead of a glove. And if I'm using a house cue someplace, I slide that on, and and uh, don't have to worry about uh, any little little imperfections in the house cue or or the humidity. And and it's really a a really good helping item and it's easy to keep one in my pocket. I, I get a lot of questions about it when I pull it out sometimes. A lot of times if, if I want to I try to just uh, put it on the queue without anybody noticing and a lot of times they don't don't pay much attention to it. Uh, uh, but it's a real help. Also the uh, the last last ball shot um, I remember when you came out with that I got back home with it after going over it with you and uh, went to my my favorite place that I played leagues and uh, was on the table and I'm shooting it. The owner comes over and he said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm trying this new aiming system for making the, the last ball. And uh, he asked me to explain it and I got the template out and explained it. And I'm making a ball, making a ball, making a ball, making a ball. And... Uh, he said, you've been practicing. And I said, no, I just got off the plane. I've worked with this 30 minutes. And I said, it's amazing that I haven't thought about this. And and the information that, that the drill instructors put into this makes it so easy. And uh, the gentleman read through everything, got down and tried a couple of shots, and he goes, I've been shooting for 50 years, and I never thought about that. So you really have some good tools out there. How long, speaking of that, how long have you been playing pool, Dominic? <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, so I'm going to have to probably give my age away. Uh, 
the drill instructor right now is 58 years old, <laughs> and uh, but I feel great. I've got the I've got the blood heart kick of about a 19 year old. And uh, speaking of that, I began taking formal pocket billiard lessons at 15 years old, and I worked for five years with Mr. Tom Parker uh, in Cleveland, Ohio. That's where I was born and raised, up north in Cleveland. And very disciplined and uh, very regimented, very consistently working on straight pull. Today they call that 14-1. So by 19 years old, after five years of straight pull, discipline, instruction, and coaching, he said to me, Tom, you're, you're about as good as I could make you, and you're really, you're really at the pro level at this time. So, basically, I turned pro when I was 19 years old, and uh, so, if you do the math, I'm 58, that sounds pretty close to, uh, pretty close to 40 years, pretty close to 40 years now, and the reality of where have I been, I know some people have said, where's this guy come from, who's this guy, where's he come from, so... I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Uh, <laughs> for the very first time ever in the history of the drill instructor, publicly, I'm going to tell you the story, and I'm going to let the cat out of the bag, okay? All right. I got married at 21 years old, just two years after turning pro. And my brand-new bride said, I really don't want to be married to a professional pool player. And she actually admitted much later in life that uh, I was just nervous that I felt maybe you'd be gone or you'd travel or maybe uh, I felt a little insecure because there's the exposure that I made me feel like I didn't want anything to happen to our relationship and marriage. Well, the fact is I lost my first wife. I met a beautiful new woman for me. We got married, and I was visiting in West Palm Beach. My daughter was at college, and we went down to visit her for a uh, parents' visitation weekend, and in the evening, we were sitting around in the student lounge, and they had some pool tables there, and I just absolutely out of nowhere, I said, hey, could I play the winner? And this was among the kids that were playing. And uh, one young man, he looked at my daughter and he says, is your dad any good? And she gave him this, this face and nodding her head, and yes. And my daughter thought I was just good at everything. And uh, But I got a chance to play a few games with the kids and I had some fun. Ricky, that was 25 years since I put my stick away from my first wife. On the way driving home from West Palm Beach back to Orlando, Florida, my new bride looked at me and said, I didn't know you played pool. And all I said to her in a very humble way, quietly, I used to enjoy playing when I was younger, and I didn't say anything. And her response was, if you'd like to play pool, I think that'd be great. You could go right ahead and enjoy it. 
Well, I'll tell you what, buddy, my head snapped to the right, and I looked at her, and I knew, oh, wow, I know I married the right one. I know it. Well, I was just finishing uh, one of my degrees. Uh, my education is pretty expensive, and I was actually working on a, uh, a doctoral degree. I, she was gone during the daytime. And right around the corner from where we lived was a pool hall. And so Monday through Friday, from 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock in the afternoon each day, I began just hitting some balls. And I knew very quickly, and I mean quickly, within a week or two, I need a coach. I've got to get back to some kind of professional sport. So I got on the Internet, and I typed in Mr. Google, you know, is the smartest man on the Internet, and I asked Mr. Google, I need a straight pool instructor. Who do you recommend for a straight pool instruction? And the name Tom Ross came up. And I immediately went on the phone and called Mr. Tom Ross in Colorado. didn't know him. I said, I'm Dominic Esposito. I learned to play pool for Mr. Tom Parker for five years. I turned pro when I was 19. I played for two years. I put my stick away. I've only learned to train with the discipline of straight pool. I need a coach. I'm excited. I want to get back into enjoying the game. And Tom Ross took some time to get me seated in the right direction. I began working out for three to four hours five days a week while my wife was at work. I had the break from my, I made that uh, my secondary study. And three years later, in the year 2003, that's when I came out with my first book and DVD. I decided at my age, at that time, this is no time to try to become a gun and try to get back into making a living, play and pull. It's not the way my life was going. But at this stage, I need to do something where I can give back to the industry from my passion and love, the fact that I am a professionally trained, educated teacher, instructor. I am I'm given a gift from God to be a great teacher, and I put that together with my love for full, and that is exactly how I re-entered the billiard industry after 25 years. And that's where I am today, 15 years later, since that day in 2000, come back to the industry. This is the first time I've ever told that story publicly, and I have done that for years, my friend. Well, when you, when you did that in 2000, did you come back as the drill instructor, or is that, a, that something you worked into? I know that you also do articles for, for some of the magazines. Well... Here's, uh, again, um, this is fun because I, uh, there are some stories I've never really told, and you're, uh, you're kind of prying these out of me, so, okay, here goes. I have an extensive martial arts background. I was not in the military. My dad was, but I am a fifth-degree master in two disciplines of martial arts, and I am also a, uh, an inductee into the Martial Arts Hall of Fame. So I have a very extensive background that, that drives the discipline of my character. After I came out with the first four or five books, 
and I started making appearances publicly at the different conventions, people just randomly started calling me, hey, there's the drill guy, there's the drill guy, hey, and now somebody said, hey, you, you look like Sergeant Slaughter, we're going to start calling you the drill sergeant, the drill sergeant, hey, drill sergeant, drill instructor, and this persisted for nearly two years. Well, I was invited by Predator to go to Las Vegas and, in their booth, do my live teaching exhibitions. And two days before leaving for Las Vegas, I just got this brainstorm in my head. You know what? I should, I should do something about this name, Drill Instructor. And I went to a Marine supply store and I bought a drill instructor hat and some drill instructor pants and boots and Predator had given me some black shirts and just imagine there I was in my hotel room at the Riviera looking in front of a mirror all dressed up like this drill instructor with black sunglasses and a whistle and a hat and I have to tell you I felt like a jerk I didn't know what to think. People are going to laugh me out of the box. But I also didn't bring any other clothes. Well, early that morning, it's very common for some of the top pros to have a, a meeting in the morning in one of the restaurants privately where they have a, a gathering, a Bible study gathering, and I was invited to be there. So I walked into this restaurant that there was nobody else there but this group of 10 or 12 people with Robin Dodson and Steve Lewis and Tom Robson and the whole group of them, Mike Massey, all of them were there. I walked in and I walked up to the table with these big glasses and this big hat and we're talking about the year 2006. And I blew the whistle. Everybody spun their head around. And I yelled and said, what's the big idea? What are you people doing here? And just before Tom Rossman could open his mouth, I took off my hat and glasses and said, it's me. Well, they gave me such a roaring applause and laughing, and they stood up, and I got hugged, and, oh, my God, you fooled us. Well, that gave me the confidence that nobody was going to really laugh me out of thought. From that day forward, I began dressing as the drill instructor. I began the persona that I carry today, and now all the images and the pictures on all of my cues, my books, the DVDs, and Tom Rossman is the person who inspired me to create a cartoon character, and we were using the marketing model of Mr. Clean. So it would be timeless, easily recognizable, and through the ages of time, as long as there's full, it can become the brand that people would recognize for the excellence of training and skill building. And I, at this stage of this generation of our life, just as Mr. Kennedy was, I am the living drill instructor that someday may be preceded by others, but definitely... It will be carried on by 
the cartoon character that people will know. That's the truth of how the drill instructor began. Well, that's fantastic. I, I know if anybody's ever been by one of your booths at uh, at any of the, the league operations, you're always at the APA, you're at the BCAPL, and you're at a lot of the uh, larger tournaments. Uh, I always see you every year at uh, Super Billiards. The enthusiasm that, that you have is genuine for the game, and, it, and it's always a pleasure, and it's a pleasure seeing you work with, with players uh, it's it's always been a pleasure to know you and uh, to work with you. Now, the other facet of items that that you have come out with, you actually have some cues, and I I think the first one I remember was a jump cue, and then there was a jump break cue, and I have both of those in my arsenal, and I use them on a regular basis. And you've got a new cue, which is a training cue, and it also has shooting capabilities as well after you change shafts. Tell me about how the how the cues came about. <laughs> sure thing. Uh, beginning in 2005, I was uh, a little disgruntled with some of the products that were on the market with the uh, idea of being able to get jump shots. And so I had a vision of what I think would be the perfect jump cue. I began to work with my very good friend, Bill Rathbun, who is in the Encyclopedia of Cue Makers. He's in Orlando, Florida. And I began designing my idea of the perfect jump cue. Now, the interesting thing I should say is that currently and for the past four years, and I may step on a few toes here, but I welcome the challenge. But I believe I have the number one chump cue in the billiard industry for about four years running now. It weighs four ounces. It can easily jump a ball from a quarter of an inch. And it can jump over 50 inches because it is the first aiming jump cue that you can actually raise your eyes and look at the object ball you're shooting at to pocket the ball. You could use the dart style. You could use the back arm style. It's 51 inches long. It weighs 5.9 ounces. You take the back 11-inch handle off. It's 40 inches long. And it weighs 4 ounces. It is the most beautiful design. It's called the G5 Launcher. And there are just, I, <laughs> I have to suggest there are thousands of players who have them. Uh, you can go on YouTube and look up the drill instructor, Dominic Esposito, and you will see me hitting shots where I jump over a ball from the side pocket, I jump over the nine ball, and I hit it on the opposite side and jump it back into the side pocket. I can jump it from a credit card. I can jump it from a toothpick. Now, those are really more... Uh, Exhibition entertainment shot, but in competition, if I can hit a jump shot from uh, about a quarter of an inch or more away, and that is the alternative I have, I will take it, I will push out into a jump shot because I have such a commanding control, but the jump cue itself 
allows a player to jump the ball effortlessly from a very short distance with no fear of that ball bouncing off the pool table and ending up having to give up ball in hand because it weighs seven or eight ounces and too heavy and it creates too much velocity in the cue ball. So I worked through several prototypes and we perfected it. And it first came out under the name The Jester. Uh, my brother in Cleveland, Ohio, created the name The Jester, and he created the byline, It Makes Fun of the Hard Shot. And that sort of has a two-edged sort meaning. It makes jump shots fun, but it also makes fun out of jump shots that look hard. They're very easy to accomplish. And just two years ago, that Jester logo and that Jester brand became a retired product, and now those are collector's items. And with the modifications that we created to it, we then decided to start putting the logo of the picture of the cartoon of the drill instructor, and we changed the name to the G5 launcher. And now that jump cue allows any player with a back arm stroke or a dart stroke from a short jump to a long jump to be able to do the execution of a jump shot, and it still only weighs four ounces. So <laughs> I'm really excited to hear that you actually have one of those, Ricky. I do, and and then uh, and also your uh, jump break cue. Mm. I use it. Well, I use it. All the time. Well, you know, um, I was approached, and, and, and I'm not stereotyping, and, and I don't want to ask anyone to please don't be offended. I'm just being very honest at what happened. I was approached by three ladies at the APA Nationals, and they came to me saying, we need your help. We have the strength to break like these big guys with all the muscles. And we need you to come up with a way to teach us or make a product that helps us to strengthen our break, our break shot, so we can get a better break and make some balls in the break. And I was, I was moved by this. So I immediately went back to my friend Bill and told him we're going to start working on some prototypes. And in the middle of working on this prototype, I got to meet with my friend, Dr. Holger Seven, and Holger is the physics professor at the University of Germany, and he is also a tremendous pool enthusiast and a remarkable billiard instructor in Germany. And I took advantage of his brilliance in mathematics and said, I would like your help. I have a vision of how to create the perfect breaking cue, and I would like for you to please calculate the mathematical equations in order for me to create a schematic of a for what I'm looking for. And Holger did his job, and the end result was what is called the G10 assault. And the G10 assault is a 
with a 29 inch shaft, 59 inches. It weighs 14 ounces. And the reason it weighs 14 ounces is because the physics behind braking <coughs> say that the bigger the brake cube, the faster you can move your stroke up. A cue ball can only move at twice the speed of whatever hits it. So whether you kick it with your shoe, or hit it with a garbage truck, or use a full gear, the cue ball can only move twice the speed of what hits it. So we determined from mathematical equations that 14 ounces is the least amount of weight to optimize moving a cue ball, which weighs 5.9 ounces, let's call it 6 ounces, at optimum velocity, maximum speed. Anything lighter than 14 ounces becomes too less. It doesn't mean it can't hit the cue ball, but it does not have the transfer of mass. The mass of the weight of the cue stick must be able to transfer through the mass of the cue ball in order to create maximum transfer of energy for maximum velocity. And, of course, I'm trying to keep this as simple as I can, but those are the facts. Now... We went ahead and created some technology that goes far beyond what you hear some of the boasting breaking cues calling for today. And I'll tell you what I did. Number one, I discovered that G10, which is a plastic material, is the hardest plastic substance in all of the world. If you were to use a G10 material... As a dip, you can chip and crack a cue ball. It's harder than a cue ball. But for now, it is the consistency of the material of a cue ball, and it won't crack. But I put a phenolic dip on the end of the cheek head of the barrel. And the reason we did this is because we used the mathematical technology to understand that when you put a harder substance behind a softer substance, you get the same exact spring reaction that you would get of the steel ball in a pinball machine. And the reason you never want to use sheet 10 as a chip or a chip barrel combination is, number one, it can chip and crack cue ball and put in the hand of somebody who has that power. And number two, you also cannot control the action of a cue ball as well as you can even with a phenolic dip. The third thing I did was I created a special design of the shaft at 14 millimeters with a conical paper. It is dipped in a special chemical that I created with Holger. This chemical saturates the wood and stiffens the wood so that the shaft is virtually vibration-free. The fourth thing that I did, which is very important, is you eliminate all of the extra added items to a cue, like rings and plastic and other nonsense and decorations and whatnot. Because the least amount of items on the breaking cue creates a greater density. So, uh, there are many other parts to it that are so spectacular, but at 14 ounces, it makes the perfect full-length jump cue. It makes the most sensational break cue. I will tell you that the brake cue has been clocked at 
many other pros have hit it in the 30s, and of course, uh, beyonds from there. And then finally, since I have a jump cue that uh, the G5 is so spectacular, we decided to create a second jumping handle so that you take the butt handle off, you put the jump handle on, and now it's a pure jump and a pure break cue. And I have to tell you, the performance of this is spectacular. Such names as uh, Francisco Bustamante, uh, Mr. F. Reyes, uh, and the list goes on. There's so many, so many players, professional players, amateur players. And of course, to go full circle, back to the ladies. People now have spinal problems, neck problems, shoulder and elbow joint problems. The cue creates the spring action of the cue ball, so it does not require the power hit, and yet the cue ball springs off it with an enhanced power to make a good break shot. And that's how the break and jump cue, the G10 assault, actually works, Ricky. Well, I, I find them to be two great tools. Now, you've got uh, you have a little bit of time left here. I'd like to talk about the... Uh, the new cue that you've got that uh, teaches a person, helps them look at their stroke and make sure that they're stroking straight, and also it turns into a shooting cue when you're playing. Thank you, Ricky. You know, the drill instructor has a total of 27 training products, and uh, it, it, it seems like it could go on and on, and it does. There's a lot of material. But what you're talking about now is the most remarkable tool. In 2007, I developed a cue that I had only used exclusively with my private one-on-one -on -one student. I created an extremely high deflection shaft. The actual deflection on it is if you put two tips of English for the length of the table, it will deflect 15 inches. So if you could picture shooting the cue ball to an object ball, dead center down the table, and then you use two tips of English aiming at that ball, the cue ball would hit past the diamond to the right or to the left side of the center diamond. And the purpose of this cue, which today is called the M1A1 XT, and the XT shaft stands for the extreme trainer, and this is the second step from the English trainer, which trains the pool player to see center ball and correct English and deflection. This shaft allows you now to actually play racks of balls and shoot balls regularly. And if you are going to use follow, draw, or center, if you are as much as an eighth of a tip of English to the left or right of the center axis, you will miss the shot no exception because the squirt deflection is so Dream. And everywhere I go, every show since I came out with this only last summer, I have sold out at every show because there is no other training device of the entire billiard industry that provides such immediate feedback and such accurate skill development for learning to play perfect center alignment shooting. 80% of all pool shots require no spin of the cue ball other than top, middle, or bottom. 80%, Ricky, 
And that is critical because if you don't hit the center of the cue ball, you're already spinning it, and that deflection causes this shot. If you change the shaft and you take off the XT shaft, the string trainer had to develop a playing shaft, and I developed the LB shaft. If you were to take that exact same shot down center table at the full length of the table, flying two tips of English, aiming straight at the object ball, it has one quarter ball deflection, which means basically it is the equivalent of the lowest deflection shaft in the entire billiard industry. I use a, I use a Tiger Everest medium tip. It has a 15-inch taper. I use a 12.7 and a 13-millimeter shaft. It also uses a radial pin. The radial pin, wood to wood, for a beautiful, soft, custom steel hit. It has a 30-inch butt handle. And on the butt handle is the entire bank rail angle calculator system. So for those particular events where they don't allow a pool player to use the bank rail angle calculator during play to see their kick and bank and carom shots, you're only allowed to use your fingers or, or your pool cue to calculate that. And I provided that information right on the front of the cue that you can calculate all of your kicks and caroms and bank shots without being in any violation of a event rule. The uh, the last thing I did that was tremendous for this queue is I front weighted the weight bolt in the queue is far up into the handle of the queue in front of the stroking hand, and that allows you to have a more perfect balance point as opposed to when the weight bolt is in the back of the queue, that creates the drag and pull effect, and that will contribute to stroke alignment problems. So it's quite beautiful, and of course uh, you can you can easily see these cues in action with the videos that I've put on the YouTube channel to see precisely how they work. So the G5 launcher, the G10 assault, and the M1A1, with the XP shaft and the LP shaft, the LP standing for low distance. Those are my three little babies for actually playing the full, and I'm excited to hear that you have them. I've always been, a, like I said, really impressed with the products and the quality and, and the things I've learned from them, and I pull them back out in the videos, watch them again, and work through the drills, and it's always something different that I'll pick up from doing that. Uh, Dominique, if uh, somebody wanted to pick up any of the tools, uh, what's what's your website? Well, my website, the Drill Instructor, the Drill Instructor US, US for United States, US. And uh, if they go on the drill on the website, they can see the entire array of products, plus lots of videos, allowing them to have videos. Actually, there are videos for every one of the DVDs in the books. They can actually watch them and sample them and enjoy them. If they don't go to my website directly, they can go to all of the major uh, dealers who sell my products. 
Uh, some of them would be, of course, Seabirds, and I'm especially proud of Seabirds because they sponsored the entire production of the 52 last two ball throws and getting straight in shape on the winning ball. And, of course, they carry all of the drill instructor lineups. Also, let me suggest Ozone Billiards, which is a great supplier of all of my products. They can also buy them from Bulldog, and there's Omega Billiards, and the list goes on and on. Of, uh, people have their own personal favorite. They could go to AZ Billiards. Uh, Ricky, I'm very proud to tell you, my training products are sold all over the world, and every player who has any one of my products. It also includes my phone number. And i got to tell you the truth. It's the exact same phone number you're talking to me on. The only one I've had is my personal cell phone, and they're allowed to call me and ask for assistance with understanding how to develop their skills with any of my materials. There's absolutely no charge or cost to them because that's what I give them back because they invested in those things from me. Well, fantastic. And uh, I know that, uh, as we've said, not only with the tools, and as you mentioned, you do private instruction, you do events, and if any of the uh, room owners out there would like to have you in to do a boot camp or any uh, any type of event, uh, they can contact you through the website and uh, have you out because I, I think that you put on a great show and uh, your enthusiasm is is just phenomenal for the game. And I appreciate you being here with me tonight. And uh, this has been Ricky Bryant with Q Talk on American Billiard Radio with the Drill Instructor. Thank you, Rick. Thank you very much.